everyone, welcome back to Hair of the Werewolf. I'm Lily, and I have with me Chase. What's up, guys? And uh, yeah, if this is the first time you guys are listening, we are a paranormal horror podcast. We like telling each other scary stories and, of course, drink. So, um, I think... It's a little interesting today because we're recording a bit earlier in the day. A lot earlier. Yeah, it's a little weird. I feel like... It's forbidden. Yeah, we had to wake up early for us, which is still like late for everyone out there who has like normal real life earth jobs. Earth um, job. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, we had to like, we were waking up at like eight so that we could go with our realtor and check out some houses. Yeah. Um, we're looking to buy people. Two really cool houses. But anyway, it means that we are both incredibly tired and we're recording this super early in the day. Yeah, we're also recording this um, very, very late in the week, and I apologize for the late release, but we are literally recording on the day that it's going to be released. It's yeah. Saturday, people, yeah. and We've right, been busy. right after this, we're going to be editing, so don't don't worry. Um, yeah, so actually, in spirit of our house hunting experiences recently, I actually got inspired and tried to pick a house... That was haunted. Oh, nice. Yeah. Great. So that's just what I need. I need to think about. <laughs> I need to think about all the houses that I go into. I'm like, well, they look nice right now in the day, but how do they look at, at like? Night. Wait, what's what's the witching hour? Like three three a.m. Three a.m. Yeah. Like I don't or know. Or the witching hour. People say midnight, but I don't know what they're talking about. I think they mean like. Isn't I thought it had something to do with three because it had something to do with the yeah. Trinity being like it was supposed Mocked. to be like an insult or a slide against it, right. or something like that. Um. Yeah, so that is actually, it's it's weird. I don't know if I believe in ghosts, but I don't want to find out that I do because I bought a haunted when house. When you invest thousands of dollars, <laughs> you're like, oh, hey, they if actually only, do exist. If only it were a couple thousand dollars, you'd be like, oh, I'll just have to eat that cost. No, this is a 30 years of my life. <laughs> but at that point, I'm just like, all right, so I'm just going to be haunted for the next 30 Imagine years. Imagine going through your entire life literally convinced there's no ghosts, and then you buy, you like, pay $40,000 down or something or whatever the hell money you have and just to find out no no they're real and you're living in it that's yeah. that's a nightmare hey well as long as there's no basements with pentagrams and yeah <laughs> I think the the realtors tend to wash those off before <laughs> they start showing it the good realtors the good realtors yeah in your nicer neighborhoods I like our realtor I'm pretty sure he would warn us about he's like I've heard there's pentagrams in this house just <laughs> Just as a heads up to you guys, you might be able to argue down the price. I don't know. He knows He knows me. He knows this show. He'd probably be like, I put one in there for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to offer a little less because, you know, it needs some plumbing work, some paint, and get rid of all the pentagrams. And get rid of the pentagrams. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. All right. So tell me about the haunted house today. So the house that I actually look... Oh, wait. Before we get into it, I'm drinking La Cumbre, an IPA. I'm super jealous. I want to be drinking right now. I'm on water today. I have to be a good boy. I'm dealing with new blood pressure medication, so I got to be safe. Yeah, it happens when you're old. <laughs> it, yeah, I'm, I'm apparently kidding. a grandpa now <laughs> in my mid 30s. But uh, yeah, so I'm just watching her drinking IPA, getting getting angry, jealous. We have like this is the only IPA we have in the house right now. Yeah, I know. I haven't bought beer in a long time. <laughs> so this is going to be my one IPA today. Um, okay, so getting back to the story, the story that I have today is called The Riddle House. Why? I'm just imagining the Riddler from Batman. I just like, yeah. this is his house. It's where he hangs out. There's just a lot of question the marks. The Edward Nigma pad. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. This house was originally built in West Palm Beach, Florida in 1905, next to the Woodlawn Cemetery. And it was a house that was being used to house the groundskeeper, and also, it was a funeral parlor. It was, like, right next door to it. It was right there, yeah. Hey, well, you don't have to worry about someone building a big old house that blocks your view. I mean... Because there's dead bodies? Because there's just... Yeah, they're all... The gravestones are pretty short. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Um, So, <laughs> I like how your mind goes into, like, the real estate kind of hey, mentality. Hey, we've, been, we've like, been looking for homes. It's all that's on my mind <laughs> these days. All right, let's go. You still have a nice view. <laughs> Quiet neighbors. Yeah. All right. So the house itself is two stories, uh, has an attic, pitched roof, a very nice wraparound porch, painted yellow. It actually looks really nice, um, except for... Well, when you, say, you said painted yellow, so that can't but be But it's like a nice, nice yellow, not like your... Doesn't exist. There's oh, there no is. nice yellow house. It's subdued. Okay. <laughs> it's not in your face, okay? Anyway, it's really nice. Uh, but yeah, like I said, not as nice, not 
nice enough for me to want to live there. And not that I can anyway. I couldn't afford it. But okay. But it's Florida too. That's not that's not our jam. It's not right. I don't want to live in Florida. It's it's mostly because of the hurricanes. <laughs> right. The hurricanes and all that the good stuff. Mosquitoes. The mosquitoes is probably the one that really. <laughs> I'm just thinking of all the bugs, and I'm like, good god, I, I actually could probably handle a hurricane, but if there weren't any roaches <laughs> that are also flying in the air. <laughs> wow. Uh, all right. <laughs> Tell me about this nice yellow mustard house. Okay, here we go. So yeah, so while it was still a funeral home and uh, the place where the groundskeeper lived, there was a worker there that was called Buck. Now, Buck did not die on the property. He actually was murdered after having like a heated argument somewhere else. But not long after his death, many people who knew Buck would often see him in the porch of the cemetery, like of the house facing the cemetery, um, just hanging out. And that's where he used to like hanging out too when he took his breaks for work. Man, how sad is that? Like, yeah. <laughs> when you die, if your ghost is going to be like, it's like, man, where you get to hang out where you always love to hang out. Where was that? A cemetery. It's like, I don't know. Maybe really? he really enjoyed it. Who knows? But I mean, either way. Like, it's not near a beach or something. It's, it's in a cemetery. Yeah. So he's actually a nice ghost, and uh, people who often get in contact with him or just have some sort of experience, they never feel threatened. It's actually very pleasant, and he might say hello to you at some point. Hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, so not not bad. Okay, so good start. We got a nice ghost. His name is Buck. Then moving forward into 1920, the house was purchased by Carl Riddle, who is what the house is named after, the Riddle House. Now, while the Riddles lived there, there was another employee who worked on the grounds. His name was Joseph. He had a really bad financial debt. Like, he just got into a lot of trouble. He became very depressed. So I guess feeling like he was unable to recover, Joseph, for whatever reason, decided to go into the attic and hang himself. Now, the beams that Joseph used to hang himself were actually later removed permanently. I don't know if it was because it was out of respect or they just wanted to remove any evidence of this scenario, like just trying to get rid of, I don't know. Right. I I can't, I'm not really sure what the reasoning is, but maybe just looking at it would have been very disturbing for sure. Um, But either way, it didn't really make a whole lot of difference because staff... The Riddle family, everyone uh, confirms that not long after this incident, that's when the actual ghost activity started to really amplify. Mm. Like it got started getting really bad. Yeah. So already there's something about this house. Even before they lived there, there was a ghost. There was already a ghost, and there was also other things going on as well. So I think so, it's just this like ghost. A hot, a hot- spot yeah not really sure what attracted I all mean, these I know, ghosts i know it's next to a cemetery and you you're just like well if there was gonna be hot spot it should be a cemetery but as we found out for most haunted places it's not apparently people are rarely near their dead body it's it's something else that well sometimes it's like where they died, died rather yeah, than or yeah. something crazy happened to them but so this this house seems yeah. pretty special right now seems very special so yeah so that that's kind of where things get a little good um So because of this, it ended up that most of the staff members of the Riddle House ended up having to leave, obviously complaining constantly that they're hearing disembodied voices and also hearing things drag on the ground. Weird. That one's weird to me. Usually it's like footsteps or, you know, things like that. But why the dragging? There was never an incident that anyone could recall that that would warrant uh, like a continuous behavior or something. Maybe, maybe one of the ghosts just has like a lame leg or something. Maybe. Just, just dragging it. But it's more like a whole body. Like the the way they describe it. like Oh, just, like a body's being dragged? Right. So <laughs> that's kind of gross. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's one thing. So over time, the Riddle family eventually, just being greatly affected by this whole situation of paranormal activity, they eventually moved away as well. So wait, wait. So it got na- the house got named after him, and they were here for six. There's time? A, there's another reason. So oh, okay, okay. it kind of goes on into what I'm about to say. All right. Well, yes, you're right. They weren't there 
a super long time, I guess, and it wasn't kept technically in the family because it had been sold around for a few times. Mm. And at one point, it was actually a sorority because the house itself is also near a university. Okay. However, um, despite this, and even people that live there in the sorority house would say... They heard a lot of weird things. Things would occur. Things would move around. I mean, they were just not comfortable with it at all. And eventually it was abandoned. So what the university was going to do is actually destroy it and expand the university. Hmm. But before they did that, the city decided to just donate the house to uh, a place called Yesteryear Village. Have you ever heard of that? No. Okay, so it's in West Palm Beach, uh, Florida. It's like a fairground. So what they do is that they have a bunch of old houses where they would have been anywhere else in the city. Sure. And then they dismantle them, obviously, from where they were. And rebuild them. And then rebuild them on this property. So it's like a t- it's like a time warp town. It's kind of cool. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I- I'm feeling this, except, you know, rebuilding a haunted house seems like a really bad idea. Well, I know. And I think maybe they were thinking, hey, it'll be fine because... You know, new place, new you. I don't know. <laughs> like, maybe the ghosts won't come the along. Ghosts come, new house, who dis? <laughs> I know. They're like, oh, we're coming with you. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm not sure. But I guess the ghosts were not willing to depart. So, which is also, at first I was kind of shocked. I'm like, that is so weird. You would think they were attached to the property or something like that. But I guess they were attached to the physical house, which is not a really strange concept if you think about it. Because if you really want to go back and say... Well, I mean, ghosts live in dolls, and dolls move house to house, and they are never stationary or anything like that, but they tend to... Just imagine it was, like, one support beam in the wall that, like, if they didn't move that, the house was fine. It's just, like, they were into that one beam. It was a really important support beam, Chase. They couldn't leave it behind. Like a window? Like a window. So, yeah. Um, So, obviously, after it's been moved to this new fairground, I, I don't know if, like, the hype was encouraged of its ghostly past or whatnot but either way people still experience a lot of activity so um like i said it was in 1995 that they did this and they moved it to this historical park so by then it was almost 100 years old the house huh like 90 years yeah but only the riddles had lived there no 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 so before remember i told you it was like the groundskeeper oh yeah i guess that would have been for a long time then yeah i I, I was like imagining it was like for a year but okay no yeah it would have been a lot longer than that well at least it was at least for 15 years that was for the cemetery because then in 1920 the riddles lived there okay and then like i said after that it was a sorority (coughs) house and it was like a bunch of other stuff too i guess okay Um, okay so it jumped around uh, from owner to owner now the reason why the name riddle stuck around is because the um the nephew of Carl Riddle, John Riddle, uh, was a chairman of Yesteryear Village Committee. Oh. So it was easy to get that house. I think. How the turntable. How the. <laughs> yeah. Now it's my house. Yeah. So I think they just kept the name. They're like, we'll just rename it back to what the family owned it prior. So, yeah. Like I said, activity still uh, active. And yeah, from the moment that they were reassembling the house there were things happening so the house wasn't even reassembled before the activity started again Mm -hmm. um for example workers that were there like construction workers they would leave tools like let's say they were working on a room they would leave their tools there because they knew they would have to come back literally the next day and keep working on it okay well the problem with this is that if they didn't take their tools with them the tools would be found the next day all over the house all the way from the attic to like the first floor, just randomly scattered. So obviously not really a good start (laughs) for these people. Um, Oftentimes the construction workers would also feel like they're being watched. They couldn't shake um, just these uncomfortable feelings. Sometimes they would even like feel something, you know, like maybe touch them or whatever. I mean, honestly, just like all around freaked the hell out uh, after these kind of things would happen. It was so bad and so common for these workers to experience these kind of activities that they had to halt construction for six months because they couldn't find people to stay on long enough. Whoa. So this is a pretty, yeah. It's pretty haunted. Active, exactly. So that's why I had to, I had to do this story when I so found out. So you're saying out. the haunted beam would have been one of the first beams put up because, I mean. I guess it's like the floor. Maybe it's, <laughs> I don't know. Um, that would explain the dragging, just really into the floor right 
So because there's a lot of activity, you would think, okay, there's either just a few really active ghosts, but there's actually more ghosts. So there is one they call Mary. Uh, she's, she is said to inhabit the kitchen and is pretty violent. She is constantly making noises, like slamming cabinet doors shut, throwing dishes around, and she also has <laughs> a particular distaste for men. Of course. Of course. She's scratching the cheeks. No cheek scratching. Not this one. But she will throw a dish at you, possibly. Oh, wow. So nice. Um, but honestly, yeah, I'm not joking. She does get physically violent. So so was she known to have existed before the move, or is this, like, new? I think this is... I think the name surfaced because you know how there's a lot of mediums and people that go in there psychics and whatnot and they try to communicate with the ghosts and not just them but paranormal investigators will pick up Mm -hmm. um information when they asking when they're asking questions Mm -hmm. and so that's usually one of the ways that people are able to understand who's there Mm -hmm. and now unless the ghost is lying i mean what are you going to do give them a lie detector test no you can't so you just have to accept the information that you can get when they're finally communicating. So because it was in front of a cemetery, it is arguable that, you know, some of these ghosts drifted into the house and inhabited that as well. But you also said it was a sorority. What if this is just like a crazy sorority chick ghost that likes breaking dishes? Mary. (laughs) Way to go, Mary. That's actually a very very good possibility. I didn't hear or see any articles describing deaths during that time, but that's definitely not something that is out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, you got a sorority girl, Mary, in there. <laughs> Just really upset at dudes right now. Just a really intense one. Just really intense. Um, so, yeah, like I said, she does get physical. In fact, there was one article that I was reading where a former security guard mm-hmm. uh, that worked on the fairgrounds quit immediately after his experience at the Riddle House. So while he was making his rounds, um, he entered into the kitchen, looked around, then as he was making his exit out of the room, out of nowhere, he said he felt like something hit his head hard. Um, so hard, in fact, that he actually passed out. <laughs> That's fun. Now, I at first I was like, you know, as I'm reading this, I'm kind of coming with theories. You know, I'm just trying to be like, okay, what's going on here? And I thought, oh, maybe there was an intruder. Didn't really look behind the cab, you know, something and just like knocked him over the head. That would be a really good theory, except there was a witness of the incident. So there was actually another staff member in the house while he was, um, the security guard was kind of looking around. They they saw him get hit in the head. Mm -hmm. So this staff member said that he saw (laughs) a metal pot lift about five feet into the air and then (laughs) just as quickly like slam against the security guy's head and then drop to the ground. (laughs) <laughs> so as this whole thing is happening, I don't even know what to think of. He said the security guard then mentions he's like the next thing I remember is kind of waking up halfway as the staff member is dragging his body out of the house. All right, so I have I actually three <laughs> things to say about okay. this story. What the first thing is I've just seen a lot of terrible old horror films, including I just watched this one's great. The original Vincent Price House on Haunted Hill. Yeah, I love that movie. Um, but I'm just imagining a really bad effect of this pot like lifting that totally looks like in the front of a green screen and moving around. You can see the string. You're like, okay. And two, while you were literally talking about a pot coming from behind and hitting him, a sound pad fell off the wall. I swear. Right behind your head. These <laughs> stupid just like, what are the sound chances? pads are trying to kill me. <laughs> If they weren't uh, light as a feather, I would have been dead already. And third, I already have a theory. The guy who saw it is totally the one who hit him <laughs> in the head. And you just said, dude, a pot came up and hit you. Like, maybe you hated this dude. The guy woke up while he's dragging him out. He's like, better get him out I of the think, house. I think maybe just with the whole scenario, it. I think the security guard might have been able to put two and two together and be like, he was behind me. And then all of a sudden. But I don't think that was the case. I think, I think the guy hit the security guard. I'm just saying it. All right. Well... That's very possible. Very possible. So anyway, I guess maybe he isn't such a bro for dragging his body out the box. <laughs> if it was his fault, you know, but if it was a ghost, that was very nice of him instead of just running away and leaving him there, <laughs> which I can see a lot of people doing. And now there is another ghost in the house. Um, this one's a little boy. I couldn't find a name for him. I don't know if that's ever been established, but he haunts in an upstairs bedroom. 
and everywhere I kind of tried searching for as well is that nobody really knows how he died. Um, some say that it was from an illness. Others say that he fell out of a window, but it's not really confirmed. And also I couldn't find a source. Like why was this little boy even in the house? But gotcha. here we go. Now, many people uh, that experience a spirit, the boy is basically harmless. He mostly just moves around the toys that are in the room. So they put a lot of toys in that room because of that reason. Seems to be the way It's of a it. very common thing. Yeah. And I guess he does play with them because sometimes people have seen it like... They see, roll around or something. Yeah. They'll see toys moving around. Sometimes they'll be rearranged. When they come back the next day, they'll, they'll notice like a doll's on the ground in the middle of the floor or like something like that. So yeah, just... He's kind of doing his own thing, it looks like. Not really contacting with us. Now, there was an incident during a private tour that while guests were on the staircase, one of the visitors were struck in the head by a piece of wood. Oh, man, it's that damn employee again. (laughs) It's just him. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah, well. The back smasher strikes again. (laughs) He doesn't care what or metal he'll use. Oh, God. So, I mean, I guess, well, during the tour, no one actually noticed, like, nobody saw who it was. It was just super sudden. And the weapon, quote unquote, the piece of wood, people are like, we have no idea where it came from either. Like, who was carrying this giant piece of wood? So, no one really seemed to be able to pinpoint, you know, maybe it was another visitor. And they're like, (laughs) they're like, I'm going to bring Jan. She's such a bitch. And then I'm going to hit her and say it's a ghost. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, are they using this house as a form to like be able to get back at people they hate and then just claim it on ghosts? I, I don't know. I guess your theory could be true, but this is pretty extreme. And um, nobody seems to be able to see something, see these things coming. I don't know if you really wanted to like hit on people and stuff like that. Working in a haunted house seems like a good way to get away with stuff. I guess, <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. So, like I had mentioned before, uh, the addict incident, his name, uh, I think I said his name was Joseph. I said that, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Well, Joseph up there, apparently he's very violent as well. And again... He had a pretty unhappy end. So. No, he, he didn't. But he seems to be even more violent towards men as well. Mm. So, it's kind of like the same scenario. So, the activity has gotten so violent in the attic that they ended up closing it off to the public. So, they're not even using it anymore as an attraction. so violent? Like, I, I mean, men would constantly be getting hit or scratched or, you know what I mean? Like, or tripped, things like that. Mm. Things where they were getting pretty hurt in a, in, and I'm not saying like to almost to death or anything like that. But it was enough where... There's liability issues. Right. Like, if you're just a tourist and you go in there and all of a sudden you have scratches and you're, like, traumatized, you know, I don't know. I just feel like you just, you're opening yourself up to a lawsuit. And so, um, I think even though it's a very big attraction, it still wasn't worth keeping open, which says something to the credit of maybe of it being something paranormal, something they can't control, because you don't really want to close off something that people want to do. It's true. But if you just have a rope across it and you say, we can't go in here because it's really creepy, then people are like, ooh. No, they have a padlock. No one can even uh-huh. look in the door or anything like that. You can walk by it, I guess. But um, no, no one's even allowed in there. In fact, um, staff members, security guards, um, mail are not allowed in there either. So if there's something that they need to access or they have to go in and check maybe like once a month just to make sure no one's like squatting in there uh, it has to be a female worker interesting and they tend to be fine so nothing ever really happens if you're a girl just hope you don't send like a really androgynous kind of butch woman i just get hit and i'm like you really thought i was a dude and i was just like i'm gonna go now this guy's old school so his opinion on femininity is gonna be really yeah i was like you have pants on you'll get hit (laughs) yeah women don't wear pants <laughs> yeah yep that would definitely happen to me i mean because we no one ever talks about why aren't old ghosts like offended more yeah with all the crazy social things that have changed i mean they've got to be racist sexist ageist uh politically violent whatever you know there's got to be reasons there's got to be uh yeah i don't know so but this guy just is specifically men so who knows what happened in his life Anyway, so yeah, like I said, only females are basically going to be pretty safe. I don't know if that means that there's going to be more girls that work there. I'm not sure. I probably should have looked into that. But anyway, maybe I can get a job there. (laughs) (laughs) 
Sweet. Sweet. Let's go to Florida. So anyway, even though females can possibly survive the experience a lot more than men, that doesn't mean that they can maintain staff members for a long time. It is very common for newbies when they come on to get scared away. Um, a lot of other things that occur is, like I said, disembodied voices is very common, shadowy figures, and just an overall feeling of invasion of personal space mm. is how it's described. So you feel like sometimes pretty threatened and um, targeted, and that's just not, you know, I don't know what they pay, but I'm going to go ahead and assume that it's not enough. You know, if you're going to feel like you're threatened. Um, So let's get into some just more personal stories that I found. um, In particular, people that actually went there not too long ago. And uh, that I found on YouTube. Because I don't know any of these people personally. So anyway, here we go. In an interview on a local news channel, a guy from the park mentioned that oftentimes when he goes and checks on the real house, he would notice that the curtains would be shut on their own. And because of this, I mean, he says it's a nuisance because he has to go in there now, make sure no one is living there because it would be off off hours. So obviously the building would have been closed. Sure. And of course, he would never find anyone. On the same news report, there was um, the crew were led into the kitchen. And while they were talking and one of the staff members was kind of giving them the spiel of the situation, Mary, the angry woman, was being talked about by the tour guide. And all of, when all of a sudden, the bell that is attached to the door started going off on its own. Mm. Yeah, the person giving the tour said, oh, that's just Mary making herself known. Oh, sounds like a just little a <laughs> opportune Hollywood thing. Perhaps. Um, so another incident that they talked about during this news segment was actually after they aired their little video of them being there and everything. Um, so the woman who was telling the story and she was just like oh well we actually had one more incident uh during the behind the scenes situation like bef- they weren't actually filming at the time uh the news reporter said that while they were downstairs and the camera crew was filming stuff upstairs the people downstairs started to hear strange noises right outside the door like on the porch mm-hmm. and they were like oh someone out there like one of our guys or something trying to get in so they go and open the door and as soon as they open the door they hear someone go hello and everyone heard it and so they're like uh hello and they're kind of looking around and they go outside and there's no one there so interesting yeah that one was kind of cool because it's like everyone saw it on this new segment you know what i mean like heard it so that was a pretty cool little story <laughs> Guests have also seen, so like I say guests, like tourists that are walking on the park and walking by the house often see someone standing in the window in the attic. So that man hating man. It's got to be because a lot of people who go to this park obviously know about the Riddle House and they know damn well that the attic is not accessible. It's off limits. It's off limits. So people know that when they're seeing someone out there, they're like staring at a ghost almost immediately. They're like, oh shit, it's a ghost. You know what I mean? It's not like, ooh, what is Flip that? Flip him off because he's a jerk. Right? I'd be like, try to hit me. Actually, don't because he probably will. Um, so anyway, there was an, actually an incident where a staff member at the park looked up at the window. He saw the man, knew damn well there shouldn't have been anyone up there. But he actually saw him hanging from a noose. Oh. Yeah, he was dressed in a black suit. And the hanging man was looking straight back at him. Reliving past glories. I get it. But like looking at him. That's creepy. I would have been like. That's really creepy. I'd be pretty messed up. I would be so upset. I'd be pretty messed up. It's so messed up. There have been a lot of paranormal investigative shows that have gone to the Riddle House um, where, you know, I mean like the big ones, like, you know, how the ones that I talked about in the past. Yeah. Unfortunately, I do not have information on those shows or segments or any additional but see it doesn't matter if this was our drinking game episode i'd still make you drink for well it. yeah because <laughs> i actually did look up other ones that were free on youtube like you know just more sure. um not anyone that's televised but who are still paranormal investigators yeah i'm just not i we don't have any of the streaming services that a lot of these ghost hunting shows are on so i i don't have you know some cool facts about but those. do you know which ones it was supposed to be was um, it like 
so I definitely know Ghost Adventures went there, mm-hmm. and the only reason why I know is because every freaking news article that I would look up, they'd be like, Ghost Adventures was there in 2008. Okay. And I was like, okay, but then they wouldn't tell you anything about that, and then they would continue on with the history, you know, there's the story of the Riddle House. So that's the only reason why I knew, but I don't have access to that episode because... I'm, I'm sure they I'm felt still... a presence in every room. I know. I'm sure they were not being dramatic at all. <laughs> Did you hear that? We caught an orb on, I, on camera. <laughs> and if they have any repetitive moments, I'm sure they didn't do that. <laughs> no, no. No. Let's see that again five times. <laughs> okay. Um, so I did, like I said, on YouTube, there were a few other people that just did their own thing. Sure. And I watched their stuff. So it's still, to this day, open for the public. It's still, to this day, open. Oh, that's cool. We should go. I want to go. Yeah. Let's check it out. For sure. Sneak into the attic? Just don't take anything, because you might be taking the one thing they're all attached to or something. (laughs) Not that you should take anything. What if it's that pot that hit that guy in the head? Oh, my God. They're like, get rid of this pot. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, So, yeah, the Paranormal Investigators. Uh, The one channel that I saw was called Sarasota Paranormal Investigative Science. And they went to the Riddle House on February 2020. They So, right before a lot of the lockdown started. Yeah, exactly. Um, They experienced... While they were there, some cold spots in the kitchen. However, they were really, they, they seemed very skeptical. They were trying to be more objective about sure. their investigation. So I really appreciate that. Um, they paid close attention to the bell that a lot of people said would go off if a mm. ghost is around. And they did actually, in fact, hear it go off. However, another observation they had was that the door around it isn't exactly sealed well. And oftentimes, they started noticing that when it got really windy, the door would shake a little bit, mm. and the bell would ring. Oh, okay, okay. So they, from their perspective and their understanding, they think they debunked the ringing bell theory. So they're like, we don't think it is. Maybe a ghost does ring it, but it's unlikely. So, <laughs> But so we've that's proven a situation where it probably wasn't a ghost, it can ring. So at least not that It's moment. at least a faulty indicator. Right. Exactly. So, in the end, I think they basically said that the house is not haunted. Mm. But after just one night investigation, that's a lot to say um, or to claim, I, I suppose. But I guess while they were investigating, they did not get any evidence um, overall. And at no point did any of the in- investigators felt a presence anything out of the ordinary. So, that's their experience. I still believe Ryan Bergara would be scared to sleep there overnight. He would have his holy water and be <laughs> shaking. <laughs> I wonder how dirty, or not, I guess it wouldn't be dirty, but, like, if he kept it in the water bottle, right? Because that's like, what, years? Well, he would, I wonder if he still has it. It was, like, only, like, half full, too. I know. <laughs> it was, like, in this, I can only assume a half-crushed water bottle, because him holding it in his hand <laughs> would eventually begin to get a little cracked. Oh, my God. I love that show. Anyway, we're talking about the uh, Unsolved yeah. Paranormal. Or unsolved Supernatural. Supernatural, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, there was another paranormal investigative group that I saw on YouTube called The FAM. Mm. But F-A-M is capitalized, so I don't know if that stands for anything. I didn't see anywhere in the description that it was uh, an acronym or anything. But sure. anyway. So from the entire investigation, I had one thing that I took away that I thought was really cool that happened. That while one of the investigators was in the upstairs bedroom, they all of a sudden heard... And, you know, turned around immediately when it happened, one of the blinds to a window rolled up quickly. So it's one of those, you know, like sheet blinds where you kind of tug it down and then it rolls up or whatever. So it like it would have sounded like if somebody tugged it and then Uh let it go and it would just like roll up really fast. So that's what happened. And he like freaked out. You know, he stays there for a little longer than eventually leaves. Now, when he leaves and he's walking down in the hallway, he's kind of looking around. He even mentions and walks up to the attic door or the door that leads to the attic but can't go in there because it's padlocked and so anyway as he's kind of turning around he's like okay that was a door let's go back to the other rooms and he's kind of and for a brief second you see the room that he was in prior Mm -hmm. uh, just because he's like walking that way not because he's trying to capture the room or anything but then you see the blind down again Weird. and it's all like a continuous shot too so it's kind of cool um how that happened and yet another thing, too, he doesn't even address it. He doesn't even notice. 
Did he just catch it later in the video? No, he well, it's never brought up again. Like there's no commentary about Mm -hmm. it afterwards. In fact, I I only know I didn't even notice it myself until I went into the comment section. And someone's like, "What the hell?" Oh, because I wanted to see if anyone caught anything, or you know, I'm just watching it casually as I'm writing things down and whatnot. So when I saw it, they were like, everyone was like posting that time frame like you know what i mean like the links you can go back to it or whatever and i was like oh what is it and then i'm like oh shit the blind is back down so i I don't want to see it was pretty cool yeah so i i would say there are other youtube videos i was trying to find some of them you know how it is they don't really capture a whole lot um but these were the two that i thought were interesting because they had such different perspectives on the situation and even different experiences so despite of what you might think, there are a ton of people that claim to have experienced something in this house. And I think there's something to say to that because this is not calm either. It's fairly violent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's common. People that work there that have absolutely no, I don't know, like anything to lose or gain from having these experiences. Or having experiences. Are having experiences. Guests, I guess, want them. But they're also having experiences. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just pretty... It's active. Interesting. I'm willing to go. This sounds fun. Yeah. I mean, the house has been moved, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Whenever I hear about a haunted place and like it used to be here, but we moved it, all of a sudden I like get a little bit confused. But this apparently is even more haunted now that it's moved, which is cool. Yeah. So it seems like the activity has continued because I would say that it was probably just as haunted before uh, once Joseph died in the attic because that's kind of when things went wild. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe he was like riling up all the other ghosts or something. But it seems like things got really bad after that. Now, if you are house hunting, I do actually have a tip for you guys. Mm. There are websites online that if this is something that you actually have a concern for and you want to maybe eliminate any kind of doubt or any kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like something in the back of your mind, like could it be haunted? Did someone die here before? Is there bad energy? Well, there are places that you can go and pay for a report on those kind of things. It's called diedinhouse.com, and they provide you with um, a report that usually has not just deaths, but they can also let you know that if the death was a murder, a suicide, accidental, natural, if there was ever any condemned or hazardous things that happened at some point, like, for example, meth lab, um, they can also tell you if a sex offender once lived there, because I know right now you can go online and see where they're currently living, yeah, yeah. but they have to change that information if they leave. So I guess if it's important to you to know if they were ever there, yeah. then um, then you can find that out through them. And also, and I guess there's also other general information that they can give you on the property, like if it ever experienced a fire and it was remodeled or anything like that. Just things that might be important to someone. police records with that address. Yeah, so they, they kind of do a lot of the legwork for you if you don't want to do it yourself. It's really hard to do that kind of legwork yourself because even though there's freedom of information, it's still really hard to get the information. Yeah, I don't know if it's impossible. I, As someone who's literally never tried, I'm not sure. But at the same time, I wonder what kind of tools or software that they have or access or who knows that they can, I don't know, maybe better better search engines because they have more records since they've been doing it for a long time. Mm-hmm. They'll have these records already. Well, um, if they already do it and it's not that expensive, sometimes it's nice to just have I think, it done for you. Yeah, I think it's like, I can't remember now, maybe 11 bucks a pop. On a property. It's like Carfax for a house. Yeah, but it could be a monthly thing, too, because I think I saw one... <laughs> monthly? Well, if you're doing a lot of a lot of house huntings and you want to pay a flat fee for a month and then just submit... You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I get it can be saying. It can be one house that you give them or it can be like five houses, but it's still be a flat be like, fee. I mean, Netflix makes sense, but no. this one's a little <laughs> fucking weird. Yeah. So I guess if you're like finding yourself submitting more than one house a month, it might be worth it, but I'm not sure. Um, anyway, so that's just my tip if you ever... Warehouse hunting, I don't know if I'll ever use this service. I'm not oh, as worried. I think I would. You, <laughs> okay. I think if you and me are ready to put down an offer on a house, yeah, I'd I'd spend 11 bucks just to make sure. I think I think we would have to put the offer first because I don't know how long it takes to get them I know, but I'd back, back out if I found out that the house had like 10 murders in it and like a sex offender lived in it and, you know. Right. I I totally understand it, and I think, but then there's something to say that if there isn't any bad vibes and, you know, it was never really haunted, although maybe these horrific things did take place, 
now you don't want to live there because it took place, but you could have not known too, and it wouldn't affected you either way. Ah, that's the ignorance is bliss notion, and I don't work that way. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but if you don't way. even feel anything, okay, no, you're right. I mean, for sure, it's it's <sighs> to each their own. You do what you want with that information. All right, <laughs> but that is the Riddle House. All right. Well, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure you need another beer, so let's take a quick break, and we'll come back because I got something for you guys. Woo-hoo, can't wait. Yay, so we're back. I have my other beer. It's not an IPA because I only had the one, but now I'm on to a stout. And I'm, I'm sticking with that glorious Hydro Homies water. Homies. Yep, it's good stuff. All right. As if you guys didn't already expect it, it's time for an end of episode encounter. Counter, counter, counter. I'm actually going to call today's episode, I'm going to give it a title, and it's <laughs> a presidential encounter. Ooh. What? So, (laughs) yeah, while doing my tinfoil hat research, I came across something particularly interesting. Apparently, Jimmy Carter, and I'm talking about the 39th president of the United States, Jimmy Carter, Uh has allegedly seen a UFO. Oh, my God. I didn't know this. I bet a a lot of people do know this, but apparently he did. I didn't know it. Like while he was president? Nope. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> All of this happened before he was president. It was cool. even just before he was the governor of Georgia as well. Just before. Mm, okay. It happened in 1969. Okay. And he was the governor of Georgia sometime in the 70s. And then he was president from like, you know, you know how the actual sort of times. So it's yeah. even when they're elected. But right. Yeah, yeah, anyway. But first, before I go into this story, I just want to give like a quick addendum we don't talk about politics on this podcast and that's not ever going to change it just so happens that this guy's the president which makes it interesting but we're not going to talk about politics or anything like that so you don't have to worry (laughs) about that it's not happening anyway let's get back to the story um this is particularly interesting because i think and i tried searching this he's the only president who's openly publicly admitted to seeing Uh, a ufo see there's the difference i think all right so go back to 1969 when carter was in leary georgia at a Lions Club meeting. Mm-hmm. I was a Lions Club. See, okay. I, didn't know what the, <laughs> I didn't know what the Lions Club was either. I was like, is this like an Elks Club? Is this like the Masons? And I'm like, no, it's it's not like any of Because you and those. I had a lot of Lions Fountain meetings. At Lions Fountain, yeah. At the pub Lions Fountain in Italy. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> voted, uh, voted like the number one <laughs> pub in Italy, but it's like an Irish style pub. But it's an Irish American bar, and you're like, of course, who's going to be voting? The Americans? Place <laughs> it's was, the best. place was amazing. It though. was funny, actually, yeah. All right. So uh, the Lions Club is a service organization. They're, they're described as a service organization, meaning they do charity work and involve themselves in civic duties. It's nonpartisan and does not allow for political or religious discussion or debates between its members. Mm-hmm. It's about like getting people involved just to make society a better place, to involve themselves in helping the community, but it's not meant to be uh, allied with political ideologies or anything okay. but it's just like i think it, it to me it kind of sounded like boy scouts but on like a more professional level okay as opposed to being like a kid learning about civic involvement it's like w- what adults do to make things happen cool i didn't go super deep into it so back to jimmy carter who was not only a member he was there in leary to give a speech mm-hmm. but before he could give his speech something weird happened he estimates that around 7.15 in the evening is when it mm. all happened. Here's a direct quote from him from a 2005 interview. Quote, All of a sudden, one of the men looked up and said, Look over in the west. And there was a bright light in the sky. We all saw it. And then the light, it got closer and closer to us. And then huh. it stopped. Oh. I, don't, I don't know how far away, but it stopped beyond the pine trees. And all of a sudden, it changed color to blue then to red, then back to white. And we were trying to figure out what in the world it could be, and then it receded into the distance, end quote. Pretty interesting. Right. A previous interview from way back in 1973, a lot closer to when it happened, had additional information that I think is worth mentioning. In that interview, he said, quote, this was right after sundown. It got brighter and brighter, and then it eventually disappeared. It didn't have any solid substance to it. It was just a very peculiar-looking light. None of us could understand what it was, end quote. Okay. So he was apparently, you know, he he made this public information and it, he made it, you know. Was it like 
So was it public as in he came forward or was it like after everyone saw it? He came forward. They were all interviewed? No, no, no. He came forward. Um, I think it came... uh, I think he talked about it when he was either running for or while he was governor of Georgia. Okay. And he was asked to report the incident. I don't know who asked him, Mm -hmm. but he was asked to report the incident and he actually did report it. He made a formal report to the International UFO Bureau in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I didn't even know that was a thing. So, <laughs> but apparently it is, and it was then in the seventies a Are thing. Are they and he accepting report. memberships? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so he did make this report, but it was in 1973, which is about four years after it allegedly happened, and this led to one big problem with his report. He might have made a little mistake. So his report stated that this occurred in October of 1969, whereas people who investigated this quickly discovered that through the Lions Club records themselves, his speech was actually given earlier in January of that year, not Mm -hmm. October. And this is something that most skeptics are really hung up on. They really, this pisses them off. That's (laughs) weird. I consider myself a skeptic, but if there's one thing I've noticed is if you have two extremes, you have extreme skeptics and extreme believers, they tend to get so hung up on their desire to be that that they can be bad about it. And so these people are focused on this date and want to pretty much discredit the whole thing because his date was wrong. I'm not too concerned about this issue. See, four years is a really long time, and Carter was obviously a really busy guy. Mm. I mean, you know, governor, eventually going to be president, running the political circles, and at the time, he was giving speeches at these civic duties meetings. And a lot of speeches, I assume. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're constantly moving around, different cities, and things like that. Exactly. Sure. And so, I, I can remember parties that we've thrown, like, four years ago, but... I don't think I could tell you when they were. Unless I was wearing a costume. Yeah. I really can't tell you yeah. what was party it was. Was it Halloween or <laughs> was it a 4th of July? Or did something very specific happen that we knew about at that yeah. time? You no, know, I mean, like if it snowed, it's rare. It's so rarely snows here. Then I'd be able to remember, well, it had been the winter. Yeah. You know, but for him to go back four years and to remember, sure, he was a few months off. He at least got the year right. But I mean, like. Well, I- Yay. <laughs> I know, but I mean, people are really hung up on this. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't deal. think it's that big a deal he either. He could have just said Only October. because I get the years wrong sometimes, too. So, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Names and dates aren't really my strong point, and I'm not too terribly worried when other people don't have those because I have a good, I have a really good memory in other things. I yeah. remember faces really well. I remember, I remember moments and events really well. I can remember, like I was talking just about parties. I can remember almost everything that happened at those parties as long as I right. didn't drink too much. And when I can remember <laughs> when people talked about who was there, uh, even sometimes the music we were listening to. But I couldn't tell you, oh yeah, that was like Saturday, January, whatever's. I I'm not good with that. Sure. So I'm ready to just let this mix up go, and I'm not going to focus on it too much. People who are really bothered by this, fine. You can you can be done with it. You can be huffy and puffy about it. Uh, apparently, they're flawless at dates, so right? maybe that's why. <laughs> but outside of this mistake, apparently Carter's UFO incident has also been widely studied and dissected by skeptics and believers alike. I don't think there's a single detail that hasn't been examined in triplicate. This might be because Jimmy Carter is a well-known, important individual. Public figures always get more scrutinized, mm-hmm. which I think is why I wanted to read this story. Because I'm like, everyone knows who this guy is. Right. I mean, he's, <laughs> what, now is he the oldest living former president, right? I guess so. Because he's, like, I, in his I, 90s. And he's still yeah, and he's building Reagan homes. And you know, Reagan's passed away, uh, and Ford passed away, yeah. and Nixon passed away, and Kennedy was well. killed. <laughs> um, yep. And I think you're right. Her- Herbert Walker Bush, he passed away too, right? A senior? Yeah, this guy's like, yeah, he's the oldest living president. I mean, he's in his 90s. He's still building homes, and he's like... That's right. I remember seeing that. He's still kicking. I mean, he's- he has to go to the hospital right now because he gets injured while building these homes, but I mean... But you know what? He gets better enough to go back, so... Oh, yeah, he's... he's- I would have been a whiny little bitch. I would have been like, oh, no, I can't work anymore. I'm I'm, I'm 35, and if it's cold outside, I'm like, I don't want to go to work. It's kind of cold. I was like, oh, man. I don't want to wear a jacket. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. It should also be noted that Jimmy Carter is a very intelligent and educated guy. He's a bachelor's of science degree, uh, which actually makes some of the skeptical analysis of his account actually quite rude when you think about it. Two well-known UFOologists, Robert Schaefer and Alan Hendry, both concluded that Jimmy Carter saw Venus, not a UFO. They concluded that Venus would have been at or near its most bright and would have been in the general direction Carter would have been looking. But that... 
the okay. Yeah. So this pisses me off. <laughs> this is, I'm so sorry. Much. Now I'm I I like I said I'm a skeptic, but I Venus is going to look like a little star. Exactly, and I've never ever seen I've I've seen Mars when it's its closest, right? And you can kind of see it slightly red with the naked yeah, eye. Yeah, kind of. But that's about it. I mean, it looks a slightly red. And in fact, most times if you're just glancing across the sky, it's not red enough for it to stand out. As I being, have to have someone be like, it's in this direction. And then I can look for it. And then I can kind of focus dis- on it. And then finally find it. But I'm not, it's not catching my eye. It's going to look exactly. like a star. Exactly. Yeah. Like a freaking star. Yeah. And so um, maybe I haven't encountered people stupid enough to see a bright star like object and be like, that's a UFO. But these people sure seem to think we're all this dumb. Right. So we've all seen stars. Planets don't move particularly fast and aren't shockingly large in the night sky either. Thankfully, Jimmy Carter actually responded to these claims in a 2007 hey. interview. In oh, it, really? In it, he mentioned that not only was he an amateur astronomer, but was <laughs> but was very aware of what Venus looks like. It's like, bitch, I've seen Venus. That was not Venus. Seriously, if I ever see UFO people say it's a planet, I might stab them in the eye of a toothache. <laughs> this guy is sm- it's such a little toothache. This guy Sorry. has a bachelor's of science degree, and you're like, he doesn't know what a star. He he can't tell the difference between a a star, a planet, and a UFO. This is so stupid. Yeah, that's it's just it was dumb, for sure. But there is one really important piece of data that's often omitted when people talk about this UFO sighting. And that is that Jimmy Carter does not believe it was an alien spacecraft. He believes it was a UFO in that it was literally an unidentified flying object Mm -hmm. or anomaly. In an interview with GQ, he stated, quote, I saw an unidentified flying object. I've never believed that it came from Mars. I know enough physics to know that you can't have vehicles that are tangible in nature flying from Mars, looking around and then flying back. Right. I had a tape recorder because as I met with members of the Lions Club, I would dictate their names on the tape so I could remember them. And I dictated my observations. And when I got home, I wrote them down. So that's an accurate description of what I saw. It was a flying object that was unidentified, but I have never thought that that it was from outer space. Okay, that's End fair. Quote. So, well, the thing is, he said a couple important things here. One, he had recorded his observations, so he actually had them pretty fresh. It wasn't like he was thinking about them a year later. He actually recorded and wrote He didn't wake down. up in the middle of the of sleep and say, that must have been a UFO. I should write this down now, you know, in his 90s. No, like, for sure. I I give him a lot of credit. I do actually think he saw something. I thought, I think what he said is literally what it was. But we don't know what it was. And, if and that makes other sense. people apparently saw it too. However, none of them have ever been called out by name and brought to interview. Or well, it's because they're they're nobodies. Yeah. So <laughs> Jimmy Carter did mention uh, at different times, different interviews, that he thought it could have been a military aircraft of some sort, but he never had a solid explanation for what it was. Mm-hmm. So all this is well and good, except very recently in 2016, it appears someone may have actually come up with a good and honest explanation of what Jimmy Carter saw. Ooh, okay. It only took, what, 69, so we're talking uh, 57 years to... to (laughs) (laughs) Am I doing the math there right? I don't know. I I don't remember what year you said. Wait, wait, wait. 69, 2017, that's 31... 47 years. 47 years. I, I was I was off by a decade. <laughs> but anyway, uh, a man named Carl G. Justice, Justus, J-U-S-T-U-S. Not Houston? It could be, but it starts just with a J. Oh, a J? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he sent a letter to Carter's family. So it wasn't like he just went out into the public and said this. He actually specifically communicated with the Carter family. In the letter, he claimed that he worked on a project for the Air Force in the late 60s and early 70s. They were launching rockets from Eglin Air Force Base in Florida that released chemical clouds made up primarily of Mm. barium and sodium. These rockets were launched either right at sunset or just before the sun would rise because they needed the sun to be at a particular angle. These chemical clouds would often be brightly visible, allegedly due to the resonant scattering of the light emanating from the sun. These clouds could change color and often glow blue, green, even red. They were mm-hmm. also visibly not solid. Remember how Jimmy Carter earlier said that it looked, it didn't look solid, it looked kind of intangible, kind of yeah. weird? 
So, uh, on a clear night, these clouds, he said, would easily have been visible from 234 kilometers away, which was the distance between Leary, Georgia, and the Air Force Base they're being launched. Not that far away. Wow. Okay. Because remember, a couple episodes ago, I talked about the uh, weather balloon that was launched hundreds of miles from here, and I could see it. Yeah, Like, that's just a weather balloon. Right. Anyway. Well, I mean, weather balloons are big, too. It's very, yeah. Furthermore, the Air Force Base was the approximate direction to which Carter saw the UFO. And lastly, and most convincingly, records show that there was a launch of one of those rockets at Mm. 7.35 on January 6th, 1969, Ah. which, as you recall, was the actual date Carter gave his speech as opposed to his mistaken October date. Oh, right. I mean, what more could you want? The directions, the dates, the description, they all match perfectly, and these records are open and viable to be read by the public. Okay. It makes sense. Colors changing, massive, intangible. I wonder if there's video that we can see. And then, like, you know, something that we could have shown, or still can, I mean, he's still alive, Jimmy Carter, and be like, was it this? (laughs) (laughs) Is this what you saw? Is this what it is? I mean, this is how you do a skeptical retort to... He didn't see a flying saucer. He saw something, but this is what he saw. This is so much better than, I bet it was Venus. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Um, So I would say that's what I liked about that kind of, um, that viewpoint of someone trying to solve it. Whereas instead of just assuming Jimmy Carter is is an idiot and like, you know, he doesn't know what he saw actually take the information that he said and use it not like necessarily against them but to help find out what it was that he saw and they were able to find out so i think that was really smart i know i know what you guys are all thinking chase you just came up with a really good (laughs) explanation why are you telling this it's not a ufo there's actually this story actually leads to i think the most compelling and interesting thing that uh so just bear with me see Carter considered this an important part of his life. In an interview, but Mm. long before this explanation came out, he said, quote, One thing's for sure. I'll never make fun of people who say they've seen unidentified objects in the sky. If I become president, I'll make every piece of information this country has about UFO Mm. sightings available to the public and the scientists, end quote. Yet, when he became president, no information was revealed. And the issue was ignored and rarely discussed. On a documentary aired on the History Channel, Carter allegedly cited defense implications as the reason for not releasing any information. Now, that is quite a tasty bit of information. Yeah. I can assume from his response that either there is compelling (laughs) and alarming information about UFOs (laughs) or that the military does have incredible stuff. And this is the, we're talking in the 70s here. Right. It was already incredible in the 70s. And we don't want the world to know about it. This was also corroborated when Obama was asked by Stephen Colbert in a recent interview about UFOs. Obama allegedly mentioned that he was going to look into the government UFO stuff while Mm -hmm. he was president. When Colbert grilled him for information, he stated that he cannot reveal any information about what he found or did not find. Yeah. He neither confirmed nor denied the existence of UFOs. I do remember that. All I can say is there is something interesting we don't know about. It might be aliens. It might just be amazing military stuff. But either way, it is important enough for us not to know which means I want to know about it even more. Even more. But I mean, so we have Whatever j- that may be. Yeah. He he was like, I saw something. I don't think it was a UFO. I don't know what it was. It could have been military craft. He obviously didn't get an explanation for it while he was president. Mm-hmm. Or at least it seemed like it. He was playing a good act if he got the information <laughs> and, and it didn't go sense. But then when he was president, he was like, oh, people think I'm a kook for seeing UFO. He goes there like, I'm going to look into it. And then he says nothing. And you're like what the fuck yeah you're like tell me please so the most exciting thing about this story to me is we now have two presidents maybe more but at least two presidents on record who have said that they've looked into it like they didn't just like oh it's there i don't care they've They've acknowledged they've gone into it while they were president and they have said nothing right which is really damn exciting to me even if it's just really awesome spacecraft by like yeah because i can understand that they really can't wouldn't definitely be able to release that information because that is classified technology. You know, they're not like, hey, we should tell our enemies what we've come up with so that they can do it too or anticipate 
um, this kind of technology from us or something like that. So either way, I can see why they have to be hush-hush. And of course, if it's alien, they obviously have to be hush-hush because it's... I'm just, I mean, I'm how ridiculous. I'm the X-Files theme in my head. Yeah. <laughs> Did you so see cool. that video our, uh, my sister sent, Vivi? Mm-mm. It was on Instagram. She sent... Um, it was like a TikTok thing, but it was this sure. guy playing. Everything's a TikTok. I, I mean, everything is, right? It used to be Vine, now it's TikTok, fine. But anyway, it was like, uh, he there was this guy playing on his piano, and it was the X-Files theme song, <laughs> and all of a sudden, like, as he's playing, he's kind of jamming out to it, and then he looks to his left and notices, like, a UFO is approaching him, and as he's, he's still playing the song, <laughs> by the way, and then, like, more UFOs start approaching, and he's kind of, like, jamming out, like, what is happening, scared, but also refusing to stop playing the music until he gets abducted. It's kind of funny. <laughs> was that recent or was that a long time ago? Uh, no, it was like the other day. Okay, I'll see yeah. if I can look it up in my little, in my history of yeah. messages. It was really funny. But so, so that, that to me, even though I do think it was interesting that Jimmy Carter, who, you know, he's a public figure and he's an elected public figure, which means saying something like I saw UFOs could very much damage your ability to get elected. That I think it's very interesting that not only did he mention it, that he stood by it and then it affected him to the point that it actually gives us information about the government does have stuff. I yeah. just want to know what it is. I think we all kind of knew that. And I think there has to be other things. I mean, just this, just a little bit that they have released. Like, for example, that video that you talked about the other day about oh, the two the uh, jet that They call it the Tic Tac videos. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, that's something that they've been holding on to forever. And that's something that they were willing to give us. Mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine what other footage or just you know and allegedly in june this year they're supposed to release everything they know but they said that about the kennedy assassination and what they released was hundreds and hundreds of documents that were 90 percent blacked out redacted redacted. so i'm betting that's probably what's going to happen here i agree and i'm going to leave it to all the tinfoil hat people to tear it apart and they're gonna it's gonna be like the worst puzzle piece game ever it's like where half the pieces are missing and you're trying to figure out where anything goes and what what the picture is still could be fun yeah so but so so that right there is your guys's end of episode encounter Encounter, encounter, encounter. that was a good one i really liked it i like that that i mean obviously it was debunked and that's okay sometimes but i love the whole process of it and of who it came from and i don't know that little tidbit there well but i also think even if even if we just want to look at it as well, it's not a UFO sighting, but it kind of shows how something crazy and abnormal could mm-hmm. have caused us. I mean, launching gaseous or gaseous rockets into the sky for like atmospheric tests is not something most people are normally seeing. It's not a super common occurrence. So what they witness gaseous is that a word? Gaseous or gaseous? I've heard both. It's I'm, not gaseous or oh, I guess it's gaseous. You've heard that too. I. I've heard it pronounced. So I'm many sure you're ways. right. I've just it just was jarring. I know jarring. in England, gaseous tends to be the a much more common pronunciation oh, okay. of it. Um, I didn't mean to stop you there, but I'm like gaseous. I've never or paid attention enough before to realize that was a word. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, whichever whichever of those ways you want to go about, this is something most people aren't going to have seen very often. Yeah, it you're sounds right. actually like it would have been pretty remarkable to look at. So we can now assume that Jimmy Carter did witness something quite bizarre, strong enough to affect him so well. And I'm like, all right. But I like how it affected him, and it was always in his mind. Like, it, mm-hmm. it kind of shaped... A little bit of him. A little bit of him, yeah. despite what it might or may awesome. have been. I like that. Yeah. So I think that sometimes even the weird sightings people have that, even if you can debunk them, doesn't change how it affects you as a person, but also makes you realize that there's so many things in this world that still can surprise us. Mm-hmm. We're not all completely desensitized because of great special effects in movies. We're still being mystified by things mm-hmm. that are in existence in our on our planet. You know what I'm saying? Like still and, uh, fooled, I guess, if you will. And let's be honest, if we go back, you know, what, 500 years to Nuremberg when they saw that weird stuff, oh, yeah. they weren't launching rockets back then. So That's I'm really what... <laughs> curious about the weird stuff they saw in the sky that day. It was obviously U.S. military. They were just like, hey, we don't exist as a country yet. But if you guys are new listeners and you haven't heard that episode, that's probably my favorite story I've done on it. It was a wild ride. I felt like I was on shrooms, but I wasn't. You were just telling me a wild story. Yeah. I mean, imagine massive, crazy, bizarre UFO sightings 500 years ago. (laughs) And they wrote it from the only context they had, which was a relatively religious and early scientific mind that was was amazing stuff i highly recommend listening to that story because it was 
it was a really interesting perspective, like you said, where they didn't have technology, so you couldn't just assume. They didn't have a lot of knowledge on, um, I guess, like planets. They couldn't just been exactly. like, that was Venus. No, <laughs> it was like. There's still some guy who showed up, <laughs> right? you know, tipping his fedora. <laughs> that was Venus. Oh, my God. Yeah, the, nothing like that. Their only form of explanation was through religious ideologies and how they described these scenarios was super fucking wild. Yeah. But yeah. Well, anyway, I think that's what we have for yeah, you guys today. Yeah, uh, those are our stories. It's kind of a shorter episode. I think it was time. We've been we've been kind of uh, taking advantage and making the episodes fairly long recently. So I think right now, yeah, it's a good it's a good Short amount. Short but sweet. Short but sweet. Haunted house classic. We got yourself a little weird uh, <laughs> political conspiracy theory kind of thing going on, but it, it was a really nice one. Okay, well. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And, yeah, if you guys have a suggestion, we have an email address that you can contact us through. It is hotwpodcast at gmail.com. And, obviously, we are on Instagram at Hair of the Werewolf. We are also on Facebook. And what else are we on? Twitter. Let us know if you guys want to hear a story. And especially if you want us to tell it, because we're going to do it beautifully. Yeah, with drinking and laughing most of the time (laughs) and laughing yeah if you want to hear if there's a story that you're like wow this is really scary i want to hear it but i don't want to get too scared well let us know we'll let you (laughs) we'll make jokes out of it (laughs) Uh, so thank you again for listening and of course if you happen to be on a saturday hungover well don't worry because the best cure for a hangover is fear bye